This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. And just like that, we're live. Will, get off your fucking phone. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to, what are we at, 64? Episode sixty four. Episode sixty four. Uh, we are live broadcasting from Royal Oak Studios. Royal Oak. Holy fucking shit! I have to brush off the dust from being gone for a week. Podcast Detroit Studios, number three in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. We are here. We are talking magnificent seven today. We have all kinds of stuff. Brand new Power Ranger art was released. It's uh, beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh my god, we're gonna get into this. Um, yes, this episode is sponsored by. By TMNT Box. Go to TMNTBox.com, enter the promo code NinjaStarPod, receive 10% off at sign up. This box is $10 a month, and we have an unboxing. Will, I give you the honor, sir. I, all I did is cut the tape. I haven't even Fine. opened it. This is like a stuffed box. <laughs> this is they like tough. they loaded it this month. It's nice, nice weight to it, too. Yeah, right. The previous month. It's usually two to four items, but I think it's full. Like full, full. Let's see. Ooh, yeah, here. Is that a nice. giant pop? It's a pop. We have a Michelangelo pop figurine. Nice. Which is pretty sweet. We also have a Ninja Turtle, kind of, kind of like a uh, dog chain necklace. N- Ninja um, Turtle dog tags? Kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's got all four turtles on, a, on the dog like tag, a, but it's like a plastic it, dog yeah, tag. It's, it's like, like a medallion. A, uh, Shaped like a sewer cover, which is cool. Sweet. Then we also have a keychain uh, figurine. And, and you got to open it up to find card. out who it is. Open it up. Find yeah. out who it is. Here, give me that thing. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, you, open the, I got, you open the box. Let me open this. <laughs> you open the box. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. I can't get it open. I can't get it open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, like seriously. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Technical difficulties. Here's the teeth. Here we go. It's uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo keychain. That's sweet looking. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so cute. All right. So, what did we get? How many items did we get? Well, we got three. Three items. So, as promised, two to four items. This one was actually good because that pop vinyl is pretty sweet. Yeah. That what? Mike, what number is that? 62. 62. All right, Michelangelo 62, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pop. Not bad. So go to teenage, uh, TMNTbox.com, enter the promo code NinjaStarPod. You'll receive 10% off at sign up. This is the best money you're going to, honestly, for subscription boxes, 10 bucks. This one's really worth it. Every month they give us good stuff. There hasn't been one box we've been disappointed with so far. No, at all. And I'm pretty sure that pop figuring retails for about 10 bucks. So Easily. Definitely. Easily getting your money's worth. Yeah, because we got more than that. All right, cool. Let's start episode 64 right now. Hey, what's happening, Starship Troopers? It's Jimmy McKnight, and I'm here to tell you about the brand new 52-page graphic novel from SourcePoint Press. Holliston, Friendship is Tragic. That's right, Holliston the TV show is expanding into the graphic novel world. The characters from the TV series appear in this brand new standalone adventure being brought to comics for the very first time. It's so exciting. Adam, Joe, Corey, and Laura are about to discover just what their friendship can handle when Adam 
finds a cursed credit card and buys his friends some Halloween gifts. These presents are perfect. In fact, they're a little too perfect. Soon, mad killers, giant monsters, and evil aliens are on the loose, as well as the deadliest threat of all, success. Will the gang sell out? Will they ever speak to each other again? And what is the return policy for cursed credit card purchases? Find out in Holliston Friendship is Tragic. You can find Holliston Friendship is Tragic October 26th anywhere that SourcePoint Press is sold. But right now, if you go to sourcepointpress.storeenvy.com, you can pre-order this. And this is cool. This is what happens with the pre-order. Not only is it cheaper for you, but you ready for this? I'm even going to give you another one. For all my Starship listeners, if you use offer code NINJASTARPOD, you will receive 20% off of your already discounted order. And I'm not even done yet. You ready for this? For all my Starship listeners that use code NINJASTARPOD, you will receive a custom print drawn by Holliston Friendship is Tragic artist Stephen Sherrar. And what you're going to get is a print of yours truly, Jimmy McKnight, being devoured by zombie Power Rangers. Signed by the artist and myself and... You ready for this? I'm still not done. Original artwork from the comic for $4.99. Use offer code NinjaStarPod. Get your 20% off. Get your Power Ranger print. Get your original artwork right now. Sourcepointpress.storeenvy.com. I feel like you like Jimmy McKnight. Jimmy McKnight. Yeah. Wow, you should steal that. That should be a Steve song. It should be. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Ninja Star! What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from Georgia Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Men. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Men. You are listening... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. A favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! Woo! I am awesome! You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Hey, man, I was on a UFO! I really was, man! Hey, your cousin and I, man, he had a bag full of dope, man. We met all these chicks, went to a massage bar, and we went on a spaceship. We're in a weed field, man. We got sucked up by the it's so full of blood and tits. Like, what more could you want from a low-budget horror movie? It rules. Well, it eliminates all the other things you don't like, like story. <laughs> so... Oh, I hate to break it to you, losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. That are alive, you are coming with me. I mean, they call me the genetic jackpot for a reason. Right. Not just because of the athleticism, the big muscles, the cool hair, the good looks. <laughs> I'm also a really, really smart guy. So... <laughs> You know, always have a plan. The total package right here. <laughs> it's your boy, Kel Mitchell, and you're listening to the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. Come on, get on the Starship. It's going down. Yo, McKnight, let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, seriously, I, I do not have a 10-inch penis. No, I do not. Seriously. <laughs> you were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. All right. I am the cream here. Yeah. The cream of the crop. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Six, ten, nine.
Let's do this. You know, I uh, did I tell you that I found a bike? I found a bike at work. Yeah, a couple weeks ago you told us you've been. I've been seeing the pictures on Facebook. Yeah, dude. Like I found this. It was a Dino VFR, and uh, when I was a kid, man, like this was the bike to have. You know what I mean? Like if you got this bike, like it was almost like in the Sandlot. Remember when he gets the Pia Flyers? It's the same thing. Like you got this bike with this bike, you were guaranteed to ride harder, jump higher, go faster, and like. It was not nothing crazy expensive, so everybody could have this bike. You know, that's like why they're not super valuable now because everybody had them, you know. Um, but like when we were a kid, you had the dinos, then the GTs, then uh, there was red lines. And then if you had a Haro, like you were like a rich kid, like your parents really loved you if you had a Haro. <laughs> I just had Huffies. <laughs> yeah, I had Huffies. I had a Huffy too. I had like the, the Huffy. Uh, was like a mad dog or bad dog. It was like a green and white one, you know? But, um, yeah, once I got this VFR, like, I remember, like, this was the bike, man. Like, this, I was, like, super nice and chrome. And anyway, I found one uh, at my job. Someone had one just sitting there by the dumpster, like, came to dump it to throw it off. And I'm like, dude, I can fully, re- like, I have the knowledge. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can fully restore this bike. So I totally grabbed it. And, like, I've been, I took it all apart, cleaned up big pieces of it. I ended up taking it to work and like we got a sandblaster and shit. So I'm like cleaning all the parts on my brake and shit. And like this bike's really starting to come together. But I looked up on eBay what you can get one for. And I'm finding like some beat up ones for about 150, but like really nice ones for around 300. Uh, I've already kind of invested like about 350 <laughs> in yeah, this bike. But it's kind of about the experience you made. You know what I mean? That you made the bike, like you rewrote it back to life. Yes, yes. I've, you know? I've, I Frankensteined it. But yeah. I bought all badass parts. Like, and hasn't, hasn't your brother been helping you a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm making it, I'm making it like a family thing with me and him. And yeah. like, I may or may not give it to him. I don't know. The last bike I got for him ended up in the woods and like all rusted. So <laughs> I think after this one, like, I'm just going to keep it <laughs> and then I'll ride it in springtime or whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for you to ride to the studio. Yeah, I, I might, dude. I might bring it. It's it, it's coming together not, like really well, and I, I'm I'm having a blast doing it. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to tell you about my bike. <laughs> I've seen the pictures you post like every other day because <laughs> I'm like doing something new. It's like it's like it's like my little project now. Um, so well, I I, I kind of I'm having I'm doing the project because uh, I recently had a breakup and Aww. like oh. Wah, wah. Uh, like it's all good. Like it was only for like a month and a half, maybe two months long, you know, but I got, I got the, uh, the every trope reason that every guy would normally get where it was like, Oh, I just can't connect emotionally with you. I can't, uh, you know, you're not, um, uh, it's not you, it's me and, and all that shit. So oh, man, I was going to jump in and do that girl voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I had, but I had already like went and bought tickets for the Blair Witch and shit. And, um, well, I'm like, I'm not going to the movies by myself right you know what i mean like i did today but that's a different story like right. there's reasons <laughs> so i got uh I, I i called a friend of mine that i haven't talked to in a long time and she was like yeah i'm down to go for sure you know and i used to date right. her back in the day so i'm like all right you know we're gonna go see blair witch so we go see blair witch and uh tank by the yeah, way not, duh. Yeah, yeah not not amazing like you weren't really expecting much out of no, that <laughs> no but like i took her to b-dubs and we like we had a good time and stuff and then uh i <laughs> we leave 
And um, allegedly, she starts showing her appreciation for the for the date uh, oh, on the ride home. You lucky guy. Yo. Yeah, and Look like I mean, she's 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 allegedly giving me roadhead at this point. And uh, allegedly, I'm, allegedly, <laughs> and uh, I'm driving, I'm driving, you know, and everything's are going good, and then like a fucking cop. <laughs> fucking pulls behind me and I'm like alright I just keep driving I'm like okay okay we're good we're good you know and like she's going to town and like I like at this point she just like turns it up to 11 and like I'm getting like the pepper grinder and like she's just going nuts and I'm like oh my god you know and I'm like I'm like I'm like oh shit I'm gonna come and then fucking I kaboom and I sh- like shoot all over the driver's side window I'm like kablow and fucking I swerved a little bit when that happened oh. fucking lights come on and I'm like like, oh no. So, like, she hurry up and gets back in her seat, and I, like, get myself all fixed and, like, roll the window down. And then, like, the cop comes up and he's like, How you doing? You have anything to drink tonight? And I was like, No, sir. I said, uh, I said, I was reaching for my wallet, you know? And he was like, Oh, well, I noticed you were using your lane, meaning you were swerving a little bit. And, uh, he's like, He's like, No drinking. I'm like, No, sir. We just left the movie. I'm like, I'm just taking her home, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, All right. So he runs my stuff, comes back, and he's like, Okay, have a nice day. You know, just be careful out there. And then, like, I pull away, and I roll my window up, and it was just, like, smear of window because <laughs> I didn't clean it off. And I'm like, oh, my. She's like, I'll never forget this, ever. And like, I'm like, no, me neither. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. It's common courtesy to, like, swallow. You know, I, I'm just, just this is why you're on the show. This is, as a female, like... It goes in your mouth either way. Like, go ahead and spit it into a napkin, but really, I mean, just swallow it. Just just take it. Take it like a champ. Yeah. Don't let it go on the fucking <laughs> Take it like window. a man. Take it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you for getting road hot. You know, so, you, you know, know, hey. Da, da, da. And getting pulled over by a cop at the same time. Not yes. awkward. <laughs> um, so speaking of movies, Will, let's get into our Magnificent Seven review. Uh, you went this morning? Yeah. What time did you go? 1130. I uh, I went at the noon, the noon nice. show. I got up at eleven thirty, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go!" <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I uh, yeah, I uh, I went and checked it out, and you know, I, this was I'm not really big big into westerns. Like I've watched some westerns, um, you know, Quigley Down Under, and, and a couple other like yeah. staple westerns, you know. But it was never really my thing. Like, like I respect it. Don't get me wrong. But it was never. I was like, oh, let's go see this new cowboy movie. Yeah, uh, Three Ten to Yuma was probably the last western I watched, and it was fucking awesome. This movie, dude, go see it. Everybody, go see it. It's that good. It's it's totally worth it. I was like, this movie, it made you emotional in parts. And, like, right from the get-go, like, you just want to just, you hate this bad guy. Like, I I even wrote that in my notes. I was like, asshole bad guy, right from the (laughs) get. Yeah, I I really loved it. And it's, I mean, it's interesting, too, because I was a little worried, because this is a remake of a remake of a remake. Yeah. You know, so it's like, how many times can they tell this story? But I thought they did a really good job with everything from the story, yes. cinematography. The cast was fantastic. The cast was fantastic. I mean, and, and, and also, it was kind of like a low-key uh, superhero movie. You had the well, Kingpin. They're all they're all westerns, man. Uh, yeah, but you know? I mean, like you had the Kingpin in this movie. You had Star Lord in the movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Denzel <laughs> hasn't gotten any superhero roles really yet. No, but no. he doesn't need them because he's just a bad. Yeah, you had, you had Star Wars and uh, or Star Lord and and Kingpin. Uh, yeah, I mean, Book of Eli isn't that kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, That's that, comic he book was badass yeah. in that. Um, but this movie is starring uh, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, Byung-Hoon Lee, 
and uh, uh, Manuel Garcia Rufo as Vasquez. Oh. And, uh, dude, like, the camaraderie between, uh, uh, I'm going to call him Star-Lord, Faraday, that's that's, uh, Chris Pratt's character, Faraday and the Mexican, their camaraderie was excellent. Like, right from the get-go, he's like, oh, we got a Mexican. And he starts, like, you know, ribbing him a little bit and giving him shit. And the Mexican starts giving him shit. But then, like, there's a scene at the end where they're fighting. And, like, you could tell, like, all that was put aside. And they actually, like, they they were friends, you know, for that moment. They 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 were helping each other. Uh, side note. Yeah. Going with what I was saying before. The guy who plays Billy is... He's uh, Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's where I've I, seen him I know, before. The whole movie, I'm like, he's in something. Yes. He's in something. He was I way know, better in this than he was yeah. in G.I. Joe. He was also in, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff too, but yeah. So the, the other thing I noticed right from the get-go, everybody in this movie had a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> every that's, single person. Back in the day. Besides, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, other than the chicks, every single dude in this movie had a hat on. And uh, who's who's Emma Cullen, Haley Bennett? Yeah. Can I just say one of the top ten movie racks of all time? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and they like they really emphasized it. Like they did it classily, you know, like w- with class. Like they, she would like turn around and walk away, and they would show it. Or like there was different like when she would hold the gun up, they were showing it. You know what I'm saying? Like they were emphasizing the fact they're like she's got a really nice rack, and we're gonna show that in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we got? Uh. The first scene, um, what what was the the goddamn ba- Bartholomew Bogue? Yeah, the bad guy in which this is movie. such a bad guy Western villain name. Totally you know? Bartholomew <laughs> Bogue. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard is the guy who uh, played him, and like, dude, like he this movie, like this bad guy was such the bad guy, and they did it so well. Like this, really, like what I mean is it, it harkened back to the old movies where you hate this bad guy mm-hmm. right from the get go. Right from the like first scene, you're like, ooh, I can't wait for this guy to go down. And that's what the whole movie's about. And like, I love those kind of movies. That's why, like, right from the get go, this movie had me in. Well, and they did a good job, too, because it was like, you tell the whole town was scared of him. Mm -hmm. And then you meet him and you're like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He like pulls that little kid up to like put his hand in the jar and you're like, what is going on? Right. And then he orders his men to burn down the church. Like, I mean, that's Out of nowhere. Just, yeah. Yeah. And like, you're like, when he, when he brings that kid up, you know, like in my head, I'm like, he ain't going to hurt the kid. I'm like, he's just doing this to scare yeah. shit. But then he actually like grabs the kid and I'm like, oh shit, maybe he is going to kill the kid. You know, like you don't know. And, and the, the, the dad, you could tell like he was so scared, scared. but also like he hated the fact mm. that he was scared. Yeah. Like, like I read that from that guy, like whoever I can't. Whoever the guy was, it's not here on IMDb, but that dude, maybe it is. I just don't know what the fuck his name was. Yeah. But that dude, he was like, the, his body language in that scene, like, he was like, I'm scared, but I'm I'm a coward, but I can't go up there, and I want to go up there. And it was like, you could really read that, you know? The, 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 the acting in this movie was really, really well done. Really well done. Yeah, the whole movie's just perfect. What, I mean, was, uh, what was the scene that really stuck out to you, Will? <sighs> There's so many, like... Don't, uh, don't give me the uh, fuck. I've had so, enough trope yeah. fucking excuses. <laughs> There's just so many you can't pick them. I, yeah, I really liked it. It's probably one of the more sad scenes, but I really liked how Chris Pratt's character dies. Yes. Spoilers. Um. Spoilers. <laughs> Hold on. I got it. <laughs> Here it comes. Fuck. Whatever. 
Chris Pratt dies. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, so I thought that whole scene was pretty great because it's like because the whole time too you don't really know like the other characters you kind of can figure out like all right you know this guy's trying to make up for this his past mistakes mm-hmm. in, in the war you know this guy's out revenge for his family yeah this guy just believes in killing evil sons of bitches you right know what I mean? right. Like, but Chris Pratt's character, like, the most he'll ever give you is, oh. He was the anti-hero, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, but he's he in just, it for himself. He like, wasn't in it for the good reason. It just made no reason. They, so it's at the end when he kind of just, like, I, I feel like he knew, like, his gunshot, he knew he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. Which is why he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it and yeah. just go straight I'm going to take gun. all these sons yeah. of bitches with me. Yeah, that was, that so was a great. That was a great, you know. I've always been pretty good at the one I jack. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the one that really sticks out to me is the one with uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, what, what's his name? Byung? Byung yeah. Lin Chi? Or Byung? Yeah, I don't want to fuck his name yeah. up. Byung Hoon Lee. I probably did if that's how it's spelled. Anyway, the guy from G.I. Joe. Yeah. When him and uh, uh, Ethan Hawke were in the 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 steeple yeah and they were taking you know taking all everybody out like their camaraderie up in the mm-hmm. steeple was great like they're telling jokes and shit yeah and like, it, it was that like there was so much that just made this movie great man well just like this whole movie i'm like man they could take any of these characters two of these characters and give them a, a spinoff buddy comedy and it would be perfect. yes like, yes especially the 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 um the star indian lord and the, and, the, and the two indians the, the indian and in the in the indian tracker like oh like yeah Jack and then what the indian name was you know, i like, never thought of that one i was like i want to see a buddy movie with the mexican and star lord yes like that, big time yes because they had like an awesome romance going what about the uh <laughs> The, the, I mean, even the final battle scene, like, that was really, really well. Like, dude, we saw a scene where Denzel Washington straight up tramples a guy with his horse. Mm-hmm. Like, he shoots him, and then he's like, fuck horse you, motherfucker. Over yeah, yeah, just keeps, like, running over him and trampling him, man. It was like, and, and hit, dude, oh, my God. Like, when he's finally got uh, Bartholomew Bogue, and he's like, what about, you know, talking about his sister and his and his mother and he all shows that. His, and his, shows his, his neck. neck, yeah, and then he starts strangling him. Like, at that moment, I'm like... Dude, like I'm trying my best to keep quiet in the theater, but I just wanted to jump up and be like, "Kill that motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it just it just does that to you, well, you know. And then, and then they give you that like pause where it's like you hear gunshot. You think, oh, maybe he got shot because it like, oh yeah. shit, like he looked down, like maybe, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't. That's great. That was great, dude. Um, uh, go uh, all right. So on on our rating system of go see it, wait till Redbox, or don't waste your time. Go see it. Definitely go see it. Definitely, definitely go see it. Um. The the things that really stuck out to me, like like I said, the 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 steeple scene, um, uh, Emma Cullen's rack, and uh, <laughs> uh, the the Indian, yeah, you know, like when, when it was you, I mean, you could call it right away. Like there was some shit in this movie. Okay, as much as we praised it, all right. Now let's 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 critique just a little bit because there isn't much, but there is some. Um, the Indian on the good side versus Indian on the bad side, you know immediately there's going to be an Indian versus Indian fight. I, that could have been, I thought the fight could have been better and it should have happened sooner. A little longer, too. Yeah. It was pretty quick, very one sided, but I love how he's like, you're a disgrace. And then he well, kicks him off that bar top. Like yeah. that shit was bad. I was hoping he was going to come in and save the other guy, you know, as the Indians killing that guy. Mm. You know, that guy took like four bows, like, like four errors. You know what I mean? Like I was hoping the Indian was going to come down there and they were having like an awesome fight in the middle of the street. Yeah. Then the, the other part that was like, it harkened right to Braveheart. It was almost a scene right out of Braveheart. It was when, uh, 
Bartholomew Bogue um, unleashes the Gatlin gun. Yeah. And the other guy's like, we still have men down there. And, yeah. like, all he had to say was, we have reserves. And it would have been exactly the <laughs> yeah. scene from Braveheart. Because he just lights up that town with it. Yeah, and I'm like, he, oh, my God. Like that, that well, was, But what else are you going to say in that moment? Also, though, you know? I feel like most hired guns at that point would have just been like, He's shooting at me. I'm done. Yeah, fuck you, know? you dude. Right. Yeah. Or like, what if what if you were a hired gun and your buddy who's the hired gun yeah. down there? Like, what what do you choose? Do you choose the hired gun code where it's every man for himself? Or do you choose the like, no, that's my buddy down there code. Yeah. And fuck you, dude. I yeah. mean, what do you do in that situation? Like, okay, if you were a cowboy, Will, and you were a hired gun cowboy, and you had to go down there, and then all of a sudden, Gatlin gun shit's coming at you, would you still, because then it showed them all like duck down. And then when Denzel Washington dude came out in the middle of it, he was still shooting guys. Exactly, yeah. Wouldn't those guys at that point be like, we're on your side? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, you know, when Chris Pratt's character is going for the Gatling gun, and he's being chased by four of them on horses. Like, yeah. You're taking them out in the tower. It's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. And I, I feel like, though, the Magnificent Seven is a kind of a stretch in the title. It should have been Magnificent Three. Since only three of only them three survived. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch the original. I have not seen the original. Um I, I wanna I wanna see how close it is, how bad things you know, which one I like better. I'm hoping that I'm gonna like this one better, just because A, it's newer and, and there's more to it, obviously, but you never know. Like you watch some older movies and you're it's like 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 Tron. Okay. I didn't watch Tron before I saw the second one. And yeah. I saw the second one and I was like, This movie is so badass. And then I watched the first one, and it was a hard watch, yeah. especially after seeing that. You're like, man, these graphics are so <laughs> fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm looking through all that, like trying to find. And I, I did. I found the good in it. Like you, but it's it's a hard watch. You really got to search. You're like, okay, this is the good part. This is good. All this stuff is good, and and you have to keep putting that in your brain in order to get through it. Yeah, if you get a chance, watch uh, Seven Samurai. Yeah, that's the original black and white movie that this like it's kind of also based off of. That's what this one was based off of. The yeah. Seven Samurai. I've yeah. never heard of that one. It, it, it's a, it's like from the 1930s or 40s black and white samurai film. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's like the it's like the movie that the that Magnificent Seven's based off of. Okay. Uh, should we get into news? Sure. All right, let's let's do some news. Come on, news. Now, 1954. That's when the movie's from. And that was the fucking news. Okay, this week in the fucking news, fans petitioned for Shia LaBeouf to play Red Hood in DC movies. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to see him play Red Hood. Yeah, <laughs> like, I kind of, I I liked him in the Transformer movies. Yeah. And I liked him in that movie with Tom Hardy, where he was like the, the what is it, Outlawed or, or mm. whatever the hell that movie was with the moonshine. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of feel like, too, at this point, like, I think I kind of want to see him more as a villain. <laughs> you think he can do villain? I think he'd be a much better villain than he would. And I get like Jason Todd's kind of uh, anti-hero, you know, but yeah, I don't know if I want to see him play Red Hood. I don't know, man. I just, every time I hear about him, like, I can't think of anything else besides this. Do it! <laughs> just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> 
Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, it was like, like I get what you were trying to do, but it just it did not work. You know what I mean? Like fans being Red Hood. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sign the petition, bro. Just saying. Yeah. What's up, Dave? I don't care. Give me one. Give me all. <laughs> I'll just turn all of them on. This is like a press junket. You're like Donald oh Trump. Oh, my God. You feel like so I'm driving in. <laughs> I'm driving here. And? And I almost have an aneurysm. Uh-oh. And? Did why? I just hear the bullshit come flying out of your mouth that Tron 2 was better than Tron? <laughs> I didn't say it was better. Oh, no, no. I believe your exact words <laughs> were because that movie, with Tron 2, was so badass. And then Tron's a real hard watch. It was. It was a hard watch for me because let me tell you something, youngster. <laughs> Back in the day, we didn't have... The fancy schmancy CGI <laughs> like you got today with the rocket cycles and the and the episode one with the Jar Jar and the crap. <laughs> Tron was the pinnacle of CGI at the time. The little crappy cursor, we ate it up. <laughs> the crappy derezzers, we ate it up. The crappy face in the master CPU, we asked for more. <laughs> it's like when my nephew, when my nephew bitched when Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s came out. Uh-huh. And we're sitting there, but I, fi- I put it in and we fire it up. It's got the graphics on this are weak, man. They didn't even do anything from the last game. It's the graphics are weak. I'm like, really, Skippy? Here you go. <laughs> Pop that out. Pop did Activision, Activision's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, Why don't you right. go ahead and play some Activision ice hockey for a while? <laughs> Why don't you enjoy Pitfall? Here's, here's Pong. That's what I was yeah. going to say Have was a great Pong. time with Pong. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, say, and then I threw in War Games. Yeah, and right. He's like, and the graphics, I'm like, that, that. So we had. That's all we had. <laughs> we liked it, and we loved it. You Jimmy, are you old it. enough for Pong? Uh, I played Pong when I was a How kid. How old are you? 31. Oh, okay. You're not old enough. Yeah, he is. I, I was old enough I was for Pong. I, I was old enough dead. for Oregon Trail. And I'm 33. I was like the first Everyone died of dysentery. <laughs> you know, yes, yes, yes. I was hoping you would do that accent the whole time because at the end I had a plan of saying, and the Godfather has spoken, but then you fucking ruined it and started being white man again. So, boom, there oh, this, that. Is, this, this is not the Godfather no, voice. That, that's, this this Billy is the Billy Crystal, Crystal yeah. old oh, Jewish man oh. voice with the kids and the things and the man. No, the Godfather is much deeper. He talks like this. Oh. Did, I, did I hear you? I haven't did heard I hear his, his different voices. That Trump was better than Trump one. You've done a disservice <laughs> to the family. You know, I, I, <laughs> and I, I know, dude, I get it, I get it, and I, I do respect what it did, but it, it, just saying that not watching the first one first and watching the second one, then watching the first one, like, it was well, just... because you're going back to it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why dude, I, I watched, disgrace that I watched it was a bad three. movie. I watched episode three, and then I went back and watched Star Wars for the first time. Well, the graphics <laughs> of Star Wars from 1977 were crappy. I'm glad that they depict the future with a room full of blinking lights. Like, <laughs> that's it. It's like, you have light bright walls. That doesn't make your spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Boy. But... It was so good. It was good. Yeah, done. (laughs) I'm just waiting for Tron 3. Yeah, (laughs) if they make it, man. I hope they do. See, it's all them. the studio heads get in just screwing up. See, I had the opposite impression. Dude, like, to me, Tron 2 was a huge letdown. Why? Uh, Because, dude, okay, you have to understand. 
talking at the wall will not 25 pick years <laughs> of yeah. waiting. Yeah. After, because you have to, like, Tron, like, you know, like, have you seen the black hole? Mm. And I don't mean the girl in the car with the window smear. I mean, the, I mean the, uh, <laughs> you were listening. <laughs> I mean, the really crappy. Isn't that rude? Oh, it's incredibly rude. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, the, uh, I'm talking about the, uh, the, old, uh, the other old crappy Disney movie with the little uh, cheesy robots and, and all that. No, and, I haven't uh, seen dude, it. Dude, okay. Two movies you have to understand their kind. You have to go back and you have to watch The Black Hole and, the, uh, and then uh, Tron and Flash Gordon. Okay, I, under- I just watched Flash Gordon. And understand that for at their time, when yeah. like I'm six, seven, eight years old, that's like kids today going to see episode three. Yeah. Because there was nothing, nothing out there mm-hmm. that did that. And so 25, 30 years later, oh, Tron, because, and, oh, and there's, oh, dude, it was such a dick tease. It was such a nerd dick tease. Yeah. Like they were talking about Tron 2 for 15 years. So, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, no. oh it's going to happen. We're gonna... Oh, I might let you. No. <laughs> no. So then it finally came out. It's like, really? That? That's what you came up with? Uh-huh. Really? That? I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty decent, man. Honestly. But I didn't I didn't grow up loving the first one. And See, knowing. to me, they relied way too much on the CGI and the special effects in the second one mm-hmm. instead of having a good, solid story. It's almost like the second Matrix movie where, like, they – like, okay, one, storyline, yada, yada, yada. Two, eh, a lot of CGI, but we're really just kind of building up to the third one. Yeah. You know, it, it's, and it, you see that with movies all the time. Uh, well, God, the last Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. Yeah, you spent the last 45 minutes in the movie queuing up the rest of the 87 movies that are going to come out once a year until I'm dead. Right, right. You know, so, and, and I get nice it. Nice restart button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, that's, like I said, I was driving in and, and I, I felt a twitch in my brain, so I had no, to No, it's so good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I figured we were going to get a call or something from Dave going, how dare you talk bad about Trot? <laughs> I was, I was going to call, but I didn't want to stop listening. Well, when you came in, I thought you guys might have, you know, end up taking the shit out to the parking lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's angry. <laughs> um, well, well, keeping it, keeping it in 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 in, uh, in in scientific fashion, I guess, science fiction fashion. Uh, let's talk about the brand new um, Power Ranger art that got released. That we got to see the the new posters. Oh, you didn't yeah. see them. I did saw. Well, yeah, no, you gave me that blank look. You're like. What I was trying to know what you're getting at, but yeah, no, it's I, those are the hinting at what the droids are going to look like. The Zords, the Zords, not can't, the droids. I can't Get talk off Star Wars. <laughs> the Zords you're looking for. <laughs> um, so, and, and how many of those posters will you have with you on Saturday? Let's review them because we got five. <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry? I said, and how many of those posters will you have with you on Saturday? Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got this. We got the Red Ranger here on uh, what? What is the Tyrannosaurus? And what is I'm. I'm really, really hoping is the tail. If you guys want to check this out, uh, right here. See, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, screen rants is what we're looking at. Yeah, on go, screen rant. You just Google screen rants, Power Rangers. Well, I posted. Pop. I posted the links on the page, but like, we got. I mean, I, I'm trying not to like rip off Andre Meadows. Uh, fucking review of these because like he did it so good and I, like I just watched it and I was like this is everything that I wanted to say but like he was talking about like how like Blue Rangers super chill on top of this and and how they they tinted the sky you know to to really emphasize each one of these swords 
And it, what what this is doing, man, is this is really trying to tell you that, you know, they are not playing around with this movie. Like this movie is being taken very, very seriously. And they, we just they just announced Bill Hader as Alpha Five. Which is awesome. It is very. I mean, Saturday Night Live alumni Bill Hader. Is this going to be he's something? Also, the voice of BB Eight, right? But is this going to be like? Do you think he's going to be a CGI character, or do you think that Alpha Five is going to actually be like Bill Hader? Could it be in a suit? I really hope it's him in a suit. I really do too. Especially just based <laughs> off of the Power Ranger suits, what. They're having Rita wear, like, I hope he's going to be a suit. I really do, too. I, I highly doubt it's going to be. Like, personally, it'll probably, or my personal opinion is he'll just be doing the voice. They're going to have him as a as a CGI character. But, uh, I mean, they're not pulling any punches with this. We've got Rita Repulsa as Elizabeth Banks. We've got, you know, basically unknowns for the Power Rangers. But then you have Brian Cranston for Zordon. You have Bill Hader for Alpha 5. They, they, they're being smart about it. They're, they're saying, here's we're at, the people we're giving the most screen time is going to be some unknowns, but that's who we want them to be because that's who the Power Rangers are. Basically. And then the, the people who will have okay amount of screen time are going to be the bigger names. We get throw a bit more money at them because you don't have to pay them as much because they're not actually the leads in the movie. And they're going to get people to come watch the movies. The one thing I'm really not digging is the the the, the phrase that they're using, uh, "Go Go," 2017. Yeah. That makes me think of like Go Go dancers, <laughs> um, especially for a guy who's been to Thailand and enjoyed the fruits of Thailand. Go Go <laughs> is not what you want on your Power Rangers movie. Um, I get that they couldn't say, like, it's morphin' time or something, but there's a million other different things that they could have said. I feel like they should have just said, let's morph. <laughs> but it's like, they're not... That's the thing, though, man. It's like, they took the morphing out of this. Yeah. It's, that's the biggest worry of this movie, is that it's just Power Rangers with the Mighty Morphin cast, but no morph. Or no, they, nothing. Or they could have just said Ranger time or something, you know? Like... Go go is like I get they want you to go 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 Power Rangers right like, that's right what they, that's what they and hoping you instead do. of saying it's morphin time which yeah. they should have just done yeah <laughs> that's the biggest thing it's like why 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 are you taking the morphing out of this what are you gonna benefit by like, oh this is a complete reimagining we want this to be a franchise it's gonna be many 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 movies and blah 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 no I'm sorry. Taking the morphin out is like it, it, you're taking the heart of it. That's what every MMPR, Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers. That's what everybody knows. They're like, oh, you fan of MMPR? You fan of MMPR? Everybody's like, MMPR, Mighty Morphin's the first thing. You're starting this over by taking the morphin out. That I, I don't, I, I, that's one thing I just don't understand, dude. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, I, no, I, I completely agree with you. I don't get why they're doing that. But I mean, I love like these posters are beautiful for sure. Yeah, we kind of went off track because I started bitching. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, and I like how they, they do that. They, they they each each person each each poster has its own little feel to it. Its own it. hue, yeah. And it's kind of giving you like each. It, it's kind of like de- helping develop different personalities just within the posters, right? Um, let's talk about this one last thing real quick. This is this isn't uh, nerd or geek related, but I I I. I I saw this, and it's something I have to talk about before we take a break. Uh, police find a satanic ritual dungeon in Chicago Chuck E. Cheese basement. Whoa. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese? To me, this screamed episode of Supernatural. 
You know, (laughs) honestly, I was like, okay. So it's like it's not actual. It's not like an actual torture thing. It's like a BDSM thing. Where no, no, no. This is straight up. Oh, everything you first thought. Yes. The 68 year old dude named Melvin Wallace. uh, They they said they found. Hold on. Um, the basement dungeon where bodies were discovered was also Jesus full of mold, Christ. garbage, debris, animal feces, and several satanic markings. Very Police cuddly. say, let me get in my reporter voice. Police say the children were more <laughs> than likely abducted from a family fun center. <laughs> Parents who regularly take their children to Chicago Chuck E. Cheese say they are shocked at the findings. We come here to have pizza and play games at least once a week, said Rita Thomas, mother of four. Melvin seemed like such a nice guy. A little weird, but a nice guy. Parents need to watch their children more closely. And there are these crazy types of creeps everywhere. Creepy. Creepy, right? You go to Chuck E. Cheese to go play in the balls and have fun. And then, boom. But what's going to happen, though, they're getting is nabbed and tortured in this the guy's gonna He ain't going to get the death penalty. He's going to get a padded room what, what for the rest of his it? life. This is in Chicago. Is the death penalty legit? No, but in the Chicago? reason I, I say that is because like they can claim he's trying to plead insanity, insanity charges or or like he's not right. Look at this, all this supernatural yeah. shit that he's doing. This guy's obviously nuts. He doesn't need this. He needs care. Yeah, type I'm deal. sick of people saying that. Like, oh my god, this person isn't you know a sociopath. They're you know mentally ill. They're not mentally ill. They're yeah, they're fucking You're psychos because. Up. Normal people don't do that, but you can't just put them in a cushy little mental institution where they check under their tongue every day to make sure they swallow their pills. Right. Like, you need to throw that motherfucker in jail and let some people who have kids that are locked up for life stab the shit out of him. Rape him. Yeah, and fuck him in Rape his butt. Rape him until he dies. With no lube, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> with exactly. no lube. Like, that's punishment. Being yes. locked in prison with... When you do weird shit to little kids, like the punishment is that you're with people who have kids and they will fuck your life up. Like, oh, yeah, homeboy. We about to get that 68-year-old like ass. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been with a man? You wanna? <laughs> All right. Still happening. Let's take a break. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be back with more on the Ninja Star shit. man carries a gun, he tends to use it. Dan, you dead? Pity. I had just ordered a drink from that man. Took a job, looking for some men to join you. Is it difficult? All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. On the Skype lines, all the way from the UK, we have Brett, is it Erin? Uren. Uren. Oh, fancy. Fancy. It's all right, man. I've been called all sorts of things in my time. That's all right. I was trying to like, I'm like, I don't want to be like, Brett, Uren. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's no, Uren. It's Uren. Uh, yeah, yeah. My dad and his brother, when they were younger, got called the Piss Twins. So we all get all that sort of stuff out of the way early, man. <laughs> right on. Uh, so you are the creator of Torso Bear. Yeah, that's right. That's me. So, uh, t- tell me, tell me all about Torso Bear because, like, when you when you uh, sent me the email, I was like, this sounds very, very interesting. And it, so, p- pitch it to me and my listeners. Uh, what what is Torso Bear? Okay, so Torso Bear is an anthology series. We call it Fluffy Noir. So, if you can imagine, you're kind of uh, old school black and white uh, detective movie crossed with Toy Story. 
is the way we found the best way to pitch it. Right. So um, we kind of take the gritty crime setting, kind of like murder, corruption, all that sort of thing, um, the odd damsel in distress, and then put it into a storybook format. So everything reads like something you'd give to your kid at bedtime. But of course, way nastier than that. Way right. nastier. Like a cold Tuesday night, the teddy bear yeah. died. <laughs> the lemonade rain was falling on Toyberg city streets. And uh, yes. Ruxby was driving down Mindy Mile with his new partner, Hasbro. The old grizzled racist wooden soldier. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, dude. Uh, so, wait, where did the where did the idea for Torso Bear kind of kind of come from? Like, what inspired you to, uh, to 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 do the story? Well, I'd done a bunch of um, comics that were all horror related. So there was one serious sci fi horror graphic novel. There was a, a small kind of like sitcom with Cthulian elements, and uh, you know, people getting drunk in pubs. But um, I was actually in a pub about five pints deep in the, whatever beer I was drinking at the time. And the guys were telling me, you can do horror. You know, you've shown you can do horror now, but I bet you, I bet you, you couldn't do a children's story. And that was it, man. I, was, I had to go and prove them wrong. Right I had on. to go and prove them wrong that you can make a nasty children's story. Yeah. So how long, how long did, it, uh, did it take you to uh, kind of like start to finish with this story? Well, the original story was an eight-pager for a Norwegian digital-only anthology called Otra. Um, run in part by Glenn Moan, the Norwegian guy who co-edits uh, Torso Bear. Okay. So we kind of you know, pitched in this uh, eight-pager as um, part of the hopeless theme, so to kind of take something nice and fluffy and kind of beat it down to a, a nasty, gritty pulp. Um, but then it, it was so you know popular amongst readers and reviewers that uh, we wanted to kind of do something with it. But I just had a baby girl. So oh, I congratulations. Do a, a whole graphic novel myself. And um, so drafted in a load of other guys like, um, you know, fairly well-known indie British writers called uh, like um, Sideeth and uh, to come in and do some different aspects. Some uh, ex-He-Man villains who are off to clear their name and becoming PIs. We've had magic eight balls that start projecting future crimes. Or in one instance, um, in Tale of Woe on D Fluff Row, we have a Teddy criminal executed by hoovering out his stuffing. Nice. <laughs> yes. I'm loving this. So is this uh, is this something that's uh, you got you got coming on Kickstarter or is this getting published right away by SourcePoint or what? what where uh, is no, the, so uh, SourcePoint have come on to um, take on the first two you know, uh, volumes of the book. So for the third one, he's kind of waiting on tender hooks to see if we get this third one funded on Kickstarter. I mean, we've got five days to go. It's okay. 91% funded. So we just got to really get over that last little bit of the hill and all three books will be coming out with them, man. Yeah. Very, very cool, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a link uh on our page, Facebook.com forward slash ninja star pod. Uh that way uh we can get you uh funded all the way. Hopefully very Thank soon. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, that'd be excellent. That'd be really cool. And we'll put on a special mention for you in the book. I mean, if you want any sketch stuff, um original art, we've got a ton of stuff we want to give away, man. Um heck it. You know, you guys get involved. We might even give away one of the last three Ruxby Bear plushies we had made. Oh, awesome! Nice. Very, very yeah. cool. Absolutely. So, uh, what, what, what are what, now that it's, it is on Kickstarter? What are what are some of the rewards that uh, folks can get by uh, by uh, helping out? Well, as well as getting a book, you can get some specially made up T-shirts. There's the uh, Toyberg PD um, police T-shirt we had made up with the uh, sheriff badge on the front. You can get a uh, T-shirt, the copycat, which is sort of Toyberg's version of the Joker. 
Um, there's even one where someone's a, a teddy bear is getting stopped and searched in the street. Um, you can pay a little bit more and get yourself as a toy character in the book. One guy selected to be an action figure of the six million dollar man. Another guy <laughs> asked to be um, a, a, a Franken character, one of the old you know plastic chunky Franken characters. One guy even asked to be a stuffed penguin in a straw hat. I don't know why. Don't ask me. All that was right. just his bag. All right, that that six million dollar man idea is genius. Yeah, absolutely genius. Uh, that's a you know um, a close friend of mine um, who lives in San Francisco now, having moved from the UK. But he, that's always been his bag, man. Definitely, definitely. He's even got the uh, you know the the far seeing sort of magnifying eye. I managed to stick in his face somewhere. <laughs> nice. So what is the uh, what, what what is the the comic scene like o- over in the UK? I mean, you know, I, I have no idea how what the scene is like over there. I would imagine it's pretty good, but uh, you know, enlighten me a little bit. Well, I think it's pretty summed up well by a friend of mine who published my earlier books, um, Ian Hine of Dead Universe Comics in the UK in Buckinghamshire. He said that um, Caliber Comics, um, you know, back in the 90s or around that time were just, you know, if it was indie, they put it out and the quality wasn't always that good. But now I think there are, there are guys in the UK scene who could easily be hitting the mainstream very soon. Is John Locke, who uh, writes Afterlife Inc., which is about a uh, kind of he's a con man who ends up running the afterlife somehow as kind of like the business director. Uh, we've got Mike Garley, who writes about a computer virus that starts vom- zombifying people in the real world called the kill screen. And so it's like a big death match on Earth kind of thing. Um, there are some amazing talents and uh, they're all too ready to push uh, much further on, I think, man. I'm not up in their upper echelon, but uh, the scene's vibrant, man. It is very, very cool. vibrant. So I, I, I assume that, uh, you know, Comic-Con attendance and all that stuff is, is pretty good? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I mean, uh, the last show we're about to attend for the year um, is one that runs regularly in the UK. It's called MCM Comic-Con. They run in London, Birmingham, Glasgow, and Scotland. And it's always like at least 130 to 200,000, I think, last year was in attendance to one of those shows. So for the UK, it's pretty big. Now over the UK, they do comic conventions like constantly. Like over here in the states, it's just like every weekend you could probably find comic conventions somewhere near you. Is it? As well, a lot of the local there, towns it- are starting to put together small shows now. So you know the attendance are fairly low on those, but they are regular everywhere. Um, but they more tend to be kind of. Um, I'd say cosplay based and merchandise based this year, uh, these years. I, I mean, I hear fairly similar things about um, some of the U.S. conventions. They're more sort of a, a media circus than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they've really started to bring in a lot more media guests uh, now than than before, man, where it was, you know, pretty comic writer based. Now, yeah. you know, they're they're realizing that, like. Uh, the, the, bringing the media guests kind of just bring more money for these conventions, you know, because they're going to get a whole nother audience of people that don't necessarily read comic books or, or in the comic industry at all. But, you know, they watch uh, the flash on TV or they watch this. And then these people are coming to cons so that, you know, they're, they're going to get their dollar as well. You think that's a positive thing? Is it a double-edged sword or what? I think it's kind of a little of both. But yeah, I, yeah I, I think it's I think it's a little of both. Like I understand. Like I, I've heard both arguments and I get both sides. Um, but to me, as as a giant fanboy of everything, like I, I'm I'm loving it. I honestly because th- there's I get to meet all my comic people, and then I get to meet like people that I I, I admire in, in acting and and shows and voice actors and stuff who I would never get a chance to see unless it was for at one of these comic cons. You know, so it's just, yeah, that it's combining more of the things you love. It's only just kind of, it yeah. can only get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that, man. 
Especially yeah. cosplay is coming just big over here too. Yeah, cosplay is getting mean, real big. It's taking over a lot of the cons. It's, it sounds like starting up some stuff, getting into hot topic now. I hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hot topics kind of moving towards, especially like it's called like casual cosplay or everyday cosplay. Mm. They're getting a lot more, and they're doing the the like um, hoodies that are also like kind of a cosplay mm-hmm. feel to it and stuff like that. Or dresses that were kind of. On that line, you can wear them as a cosplay. Now, do you think that like the actual cosplayers, you know, who 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 see this stuff in in Hot Topic, you know, they're like oh, sellouts. You know, they're like like how the punks used to, you know, like they made their you know ripped up jeans and their spiked up uh, their spiked <laughs> bracelets, and now you go to Hot Topic and you could buy all that stuff. You know, it kind of like it, it commercializes, you know, the the, the genre and, and and the whole aspect of the, of the deal. Do you think that kind of takes away from that sort of thing? Um, only as much as your attitude uh, lets you believe that it is. Right. I mean, it's like the Game of Thrones TV show, or it's like the stuff with cons we're just talking about. Someone will always find a way to complain about it. Yes, and <laughs> that's, yes, that's a, true. An aspect like grunge or something where you know stuff gets commercialized because it's popular but that's just what business does it wants to be kind of like on the button of what's selling you know it's a difficult thing to navigate and as much as i'd like to think that i i never sell out um in so much as kind of like join um that kind of wave of commercialism people have got to eat people have got to run businesses and stuff and um it's a push me pull you but it does encourage people to come up with new ideas if they're fed up with where the mainstream's going as a reaction to that, they can make something new. And I think some of the UK scene we've got going here is exactly that sort of thing. You know, people wanted to make new books that no one's seen before instead of the same characters that have been running for 75 years. Now, not that there's any problem with that, but you've got to have some richness. So, you know, if people want to get pissed off, good. Go and make something. Go and do something about it. Do you think that there's a difference in 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 writing style due to like as as far as like uh you know uh, American writers versus you know uh UK writers or writers basically just from across the pond where you know we are influenced by uh you know uh, American TV or or uh, American heroes you know are are there are there that is that something that happens over there where it's like you have you you know you guys have your own heroes that you know uh that kind of influence you in your writing like we would have here like like you know a lot of like the spider-man superman and all those guys you know they're they're very american based i understand that they're worldwide but you know you guys also have you know stuff that comes from over there like doctor who it started there and then it came here and it's absolutely huge over here you know yeah, it's like, really shocked me quite how huge it's right it's right amazing it's awesome that especially in awesome. canada man they love it up in canada they're, they're like <laughs> doctor who is huge up there and it's you know i'm just wondering like you know do you think that there's like you know uh, a difference in writing style due to the influences from where you are versus where we are yeah i think that to a certain extent there's always um you write what you know which is your surroundings and that includes the art so we've got you know uh, warren s uh, warren ellis with transmetropolitan judge dread and 2000 ad come from that sort of um environment as well and that, yeah that's definitely all had an influence but as much as that every time i go into a local comic store in the uk the american heroes are still very much on the tip of everyone's tongues to some extent that's uh, talking about like grant morrison and what he did with um you know doom patrol and right Man and those sorts of things but um i think it's a healthy mix if anything 
Now, I don't think we're nearly as kind of in our own little bubble as some British people would like to think. Yeah. Know, and that's, that's awesome that you brought up Dread, too, because like I had no idea that it had English roots until I really started to look into Dread. You know, like that, that was, that's very, very much so based over there, just kind of like thrown in an American city. Well, this is the thing. I think some of the original team did hail from America as well, but just came over here to work on some other, mostly war books, I think, and then ended up doing um, the sci-fi dystopia thing with uh, 2018. Right. Um, uh, So... I think that's been part of um, Britain's strengths and American strengths too, because we're influenced by each other and is uh, is always a good melting pot going on. Um, you know, always lots of influences to draw from, from lots of different places. I think it makes everything a bit stronger. Very cool. Uh, Brett, uh, t- please uh, uh, pl- plug your social media, plug uh, where people can uh, contribute to your comic. And uh, when, when does uh, Torso Bear, when, when do you expect uh, it to, to be available? I expect it to be at least in print by December going out to uh, Kickstarter backers, but, you know, it could push into January, um, if only because we've come in, uh, run into a couple of things where, you know, an artist has double booked themselves before. So if it's not Christmas, then it'll be just after Christmas. Very cool. So you can find me on Twitter on at Brett, B-R-E-T-T, underscore U-R-E-N, Brett Uren on Facebook. I've got Instagram as well. And you can, you know, get in touch with us directly via torsobear.com or um, just search Torsobear Volume 3 on Kickstarter. Awesome. Dude, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. I can't wait to have you back on, dude. And, uh, oh, I'd and, love and, to come on and just chat some small shit, man. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Cool. We, uh, we might, we might work that out. I'll get, a, I'll get, a, uh, I'll get a hold of you after we get off the air here and we'll see if we can't bring you on again for, uh, for another chat just about regular stuff because it's super interesting to talk to you. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to pleasure. having you back on. Cool, cool. Very nice to meet you, Jimmy and guys. Very cool, man. Take care of yourselves. All right, take care. You too. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more awesome stuff that we have to talk about here on this show. Yeah, all right, (laughs) we're going to take a break. (laughs) Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. All right. All right, we're back. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Will, you wanted to talk about this underground strip club? Yeah, I just I to me that screamed a Jimmy topic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anything like... that has to do with debauchery <laughs> and sex, I'm in. Underground strip club operates out of Brushwick apartment. Tell me what you know about this, because I didn't read anything. <laughs> this is from dailynews.com, New York. Yeah, it's, it's in the New York. There is a sh- I guess some strippers didn't like the way that the club was treating them, so they just started a strip club in the girls' apartment. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, yeah, let's uh, do our own thing over here. <laughs> they set up a stripper pole. They got a bar. They got light. They got Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> says uh, the proprietress, a 20, oh, I like that word, proprietress, <laughs> a 28 year old stripper originally from Colorado, prides herself on creating a space that inverts the normal strip club dynamic and puts women in control of their own sexuality. Rather than working for the man, it says for men, but I had to add the man. I just got very feminist for a reason. Yeah, well, you're reason. still working for a man because you're kind of grinding on their you're lap. You're grinding so on their dick. So even if it is your that. own sexuality of grinding on dick, you're still doing something for the guy. Exactly. Just, just saying. 
Um, dancers are at her. Di- what, what's it say? Dancers at her dimly lit dwelling do not have to pay a fee to dance as they would at some other clubs. Nor are they subject to rules against certain body types or black women wearing their natural hair. Instead, the woman who runs it has who has asked to go by the fake name of Marguerite <laughs> because of possible legal concerns lets them keep almost all the money they make from dollar tips and lap dances, where prices vary industry standard twenty dollars and upward. Huh? Would you go to an apartment strip club? Fuck I yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would go in I mean, a heartbeat. It, it sounds like it's Kylie, everything goes, just do your own thing thing. Hold on. Well, I want to know if she pays the the her like neighbors off and he's quiet. Like, like, how do you hide? Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, she just sends her girls over there yeah. to, like, take care of business. <laughs> except, like, again, instead of showing their tits, they, like, beat them with baseball bats. And, like, they're enforcers. Hold on. We got a video here. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. I got I got this. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. An underground strip club run by strippers operates out of a Bushwick apartment. There are a group of strippers who have found a place of their own to continue their work without the oversight of their bosses. Transforming a woman's Brooklyn apartment into an oversight underground club. Oversight of their bosses. Dancers are worshipped as goddesses. The Daily News gained entry to the two-level Bushwick home with a two levels. pole. Bouncer, bar, and canopy-covered couches with lap dances for forty dollars. Oh, they got community lap dance rooms. That sucks. Nothing like getting a boner next to this guy you don't know. Hey, dude, rock solid, right? Like this, run by women. She added that dancers here don't have to pay. I want dances with dudes around me. Yeah, it's weird because then they're just watching. Yeah, what if they're watching me? They are. They are. They're watching me. I'm a girl, but I don't know if they're watching you. They probably are. Other events that focus on destigmatizing sex workers, such as showcasing their art, and calls the standard art. business model for a strip club outdated. You have to do something different than what's already being done to survive. <laughs> I'm sorry, are they making done. paintings, or are they calling their art, like, still grinding on cops? Uh, apparently, gr- no, grinding, grinding, I, I disagree. Yeah, I, I, think oh, I, I think fully disagree. It. There is a 100% art form to the right. art of seduction. You know what? I will actually agree with that. There How easy it is is irrelevant. <laughs> who was at Coliseum, and she was, like, amazing. She would, like, do all these acrobats and stuff, yeah. and I'm like, girl, like, I'll just throw money at you because you're, like, a badass. Oh. Oh, and yes, then other yes, people yes. like come up and they're all weeble wobbly in their heels and they're like moving around the pole and you're like, you're not really doing anything like that's not enticing. You're or not going to make shit like learn how to dance. Take a pole dancing class. It's like, the, yeah, right. Like the, like, the mediocre dance you see, like the one stripper who comes out does the mediocre dance oh, where they just jump on their knees and they like crawl around the stage and or, then they like yeah. shake their ass or, or they, they just like hover around the same the kind of like. The, the, like, well, the thing is, is like they'll come out there, they'll do like their mediocre act, they'll get off the stage, and right. like half an hour later, they'll be like, and welcome, Candy. The same girl comes back up and right. she pulls the same fucking thing off, does right. the exact same moves over and over. Like, I already saw this. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it was horrible does, the first yeah, time. Yeah, it was like, horrible the first time. It's even worse the second you time. You should just be a shot girl. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't dance. You should not <laughs> dance. Have you guys had any like weird uh, experiences in strip clubs? Yes. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Will. What is so, it? Like I don't know, maybe five, six years ago now, we were down in <clears throat> somewhere in Toledo, and I'm wearing this shirt. It was like it says, "I beat your mom in Mario Kart." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a sweet shirt. 
And so I'm back there getting the private lap dance, and the stripper starts talking to me about how much her son loves playing Mario Kart. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, okay. While you're getting a lap dance? Yes, while we're getting a lap dance, she starts to proceed to tell me how her like, seven or eight-year-old son loves to play Mario Kart. Like, way to kill my boner by talking <laughs> about your child. Yes. Like, there was a whole, the whole lap dance. She just talked about Mario Kart and her son. That's- uh. <laughs> Not what you paid for. I had a I had a stripper ask if I was a drug dealer one time. Like I was getting a lap dance. Probably hoping. Yeah, like like, so. If I blow you, can I get blow like discounted? Like no, she was like, she goes, "Are you a drug dealer?" And I was like, "No." And like, (laughs) then I like, I kind of like, I'm like, she's fucking wasted, you know. (laughs) And like, she starts dancing. She's like, "Okay, well, like." I'll blow you for third, or she's like, she's like, I'll blow you for a minute for eighty dollars. What I say? And I was oh. like, No, I'm straight. I'm she, like, I can't finish in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm no, for like eighty dollars. I'm like, No, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if you're fucking queen blowjob. You ain't gonna do it in a minute. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's like the weirdest one I've ever had. But like, will that tops it? Like, no, let me just talk about Mario Kart as you're grinding on me. I'm like, um, yeah. But you, you, we also got this video of this chick. Uh, <laughs> Have you watched that yet? Yeah, squeezing a watermelon between her legs like if it was your head. Yeah. Like, here, Jess, check this out. Okay. You got to watch this chick. Hold on, let me get the volume going here. Are you going to post this on Facebook? It already Facebook? is, yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, here, she's got this watermelon. She obviously works out. You can see her guns. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's got some... fucking man arms. All right, here she goes. I would be terrified of that chick. Here she goes. Ready? Oh my god! <laughs> like I want to get toned, but I don't want to get ripped like that. My favorite's Norm's comment. Like what that's one say? scary bitch. God help the man that goes down on her and gets her off. That's so true. <laughs> Big shout out to Norm. We miss you, man. We miss you, Norm. Can't wait to have you back next week. Um, We're missing right. part of our family today. We are. Let's uh, let's get into this uh, this this Ghost Rider uh, news that's happening. Do you think this is going to honestly save this show? Like Ghost Rider is coming to Agents of Shield, um, okay. and he's with his car, and apparently that's what's happening in the comics yeah, right now. Yeah, so the, the current Ghost Rider in the comics, or the one that's recently been a while, introduced a while back. Is a car Ghost Rider, and I, I think it makes sense that they don't, the the Ghost Rider has cars, yeah, versus the motorcycle Ghost Rider, you know, because of the movies and stuff. They want to try to establish a different Ghost Rider. Okay, why does it smell like basic bitch and Old Navy in here? Because you two are in here. I don't have Old Navy on. Though. <laughs> no, like it smells like pumpkin <laughs> spice. Yeah. Oh, it's the uh, Dave picked those out. Okay, not me. Oh, but it's the uh, Glade plugin. The Glade plugin, like pumpkin nice. spice. Pumpkin spice. That's and what it is. he did text message me after and was like, "I got you pumpkin spice Glade plugins, Jessica." I'm like, "So you're saying I'm a basic? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself." <laughs> but I do like pumpkin spice. I do too. It's like I just keep getting like strong yeah. whiffs. Like it usually it'll go away for a minute, <laughs> and then like I'll turn my head and be like. <laughs> Whoa! I should have lied him. I'm like, I fart, fart pumpkin spice. I, I, I fart pumpkin <laughs> spice. Um, I got another. We should do a segment about like cool videos we find <laughs> because yeah. like there was a lot of cool videos this week. Uh, I got another one here with this dude named Catfish Cooley who eats three Carolina Reapers 
uh, which are like these super strong, nasty peppers. Okay. And then Ooh. drinks a fifth of Fireball Ugh. on top of it. <laughs> I would like yeah, dude. fucking hurl and then die. Check this dude out. Well, hello, motherfuckers. How the hell y'all doing? This is Catfish Cooley coming into you live. <laughs> Classy. Look at him. He's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, a sleeveless Hawaiian shirt, yeah. totally unbuttoned. Yeah. This guy's everything I want to be in the world. He's got a void <laughs> tattoo. I'm going to start by saying nobody try this at home because I'm going to eat these three down a fifth of Fireball and see what the fuck goes from there. Y'all ready? <laughs> my dream, man. I love how he talks, dude. <laughs> See what the fuck goes on from there. <laughs> this is like the greatest redneck. Yes. I love him. He's in a trailer park. You can see his they double wide. Good so far. And he looks good. like Mexican and white. Is he like a Mexican hillbilly? Because that would be the greatest. I think he's just Alabama white. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Chugging a fifth. Of, dude, like the way Jesus he chugs. You're going to see this guy on like, oh, Catfish Cooley died doing internet video. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he is He's down like in that fireball. Up chugging. No. Oh. Who is hot? <laughs> like, congratulations. You no longer have an guess. Those peppers are starting to get him now. Yeah, He's no just shit, like, oh, that's hot. Well, we'll go ahead and add some fireball to it. You got pussies running around this world. <laughs> Getting paid millions of dollars won't even stand for the national anthem, huh? <laughs> <Pussy>. <laughs> I bet he wouldn't eat no Carolina Reaper. <laughs> America. Ah, a little fireball. <laughs> this is America in one video. Yep. <laughs> Straight up. Hold the back of the throat. Hold the back of the throat. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a fucking trooper. Oh, oh, oh. here it goes. Oh. He's almost got the whole fifth gone. Now it's starting oh, to come back up. Man, you were doing so Look at it. Look at it. So, it's almost there, dude. God, I want to like out with four this guy. shots. I do too, right? Real you get one of this it's show. real hot. Oh. Oh, America, baby. <laughs> I do. I want to get this guy on the show. Oh, my God. He'd be great. Yes. We got to make him chug a fifth of fire. There he goes. There he oh. goes. There We're there giving goes. him a garbage can, though, because he's just. Oh, oh. oh. Up comes a fifth of fireball. We'll record from the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> hot. It's hot. He looks just miserable right Jesus. now. Jesus. He looks like a fucking tomato. Oh Look at his face. He was tan oh. and now he's all red like a freaking lobster. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I ate three or... <laughs> oh my God. Talk. Give this man some bread and milk, no please. Kidding. For the love of God. She's going to die. Testicles. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's just saying random awesome shit. <laughs> Hey, man. Oh, man. I tell you what. He's struggling for life. See, it's all mine, dude. He's going down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, get it going, Captain. It sounded like Cooley. he farted out of his fucking mouth. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It just keeps coming. It keeps coming. Oh, my coming. God. I'm going to, like, get contagious fucking vomit. <sighs> <laughs> He's like got snot coming out of his nose. Oh god! They the chocolate booty booty. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? No. A chocolate pooter booter? Is that what? I don't know what that is. 
Y'all stay crazy, baby. <laughs> oh my God, bro! He got snot off little his mustache. Milk. Little he milk. He got some milk. I look like Linda Lovers took a money shot to the face. <laughs> you fucking do. Grab a Kleenex. <clears throat> My goddamn Bud Light tastes like fucking lemon juice, so I guess that's pretty cool, too. (laughs) Y'all be cool to take classy world. I love you. Y'all need anything or any sexy pictures? Call me, text me, or sex me, baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck? We need to find this guy. No kidding, dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to find this dude and get him on our- I want to FaceTime with him. Yes. So badly. Catfish Cooley is my hero. Nobody just eats- He's amazing. Three Carolina Reapers. He's my favorite hillbilly (laughs) ever. (laughs) He's a cop pushes in this world. Won't even stand for the national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. This guy is a champion. Um- Okay, so uh, this kind of <laughs> rough segue, but this coming Saturday is uh, Monroe Comic Con. Will, you're going to be there? Can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, I, I believe it's at the Monroe Sports Complex. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be doing a uh, a podcast panel, uh, I believe, at around 3 o'clock. We're going to be, uh, it's going to be me and, or Will and I with, Bob and Dave from IT and the D. Oh, that's gonna be a shit show. Along a with one. the, uh, along with the uh, Pod Bros Network is going to be there as well. We're going to be talking about how to basically start a podcast, and then once you've done so, how to get it from to basically be stuntman to frontman. How how you're going to get your podcast out there in a sea of podcasts? How are you going to get yours noticed? Um, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff like that. Also, there's going to be panels. Uh, we're going to be moderating the Walking Dead panel. There's uh, Nikia Baris is doing her uh, panels, uh, promoting her new uh, web uh, web sitcom, uh, Class Dismissed. Uh, Hillary Shepard, who played Diva Tox uh, in Power Rangers, uh, is also going to be there. Um, let's see. Who else? What do we got? We have uh, da, 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 Arvel Jones. I mean, dude, uh, the Michigan elite is going to be here. And uh, yeah, like I said, I can't wait, dude. Source Point Press is going to be there. And we're going to be rocking this thing. We're going to be doing live broadcasting. We're basically taking over the place. We are. We are. We have we have a 20 by 20 booth with Activate Gaming. So everybody, please come check us out. We're going to be also do. We're going to we have video games that you guys can just come up and play. Uh, you can check out a lot of uh, live broadcast. You can uh, find out how to be, you know how to join Podcast Detroit if you have a show. And uh, it's going to be lots and lots of fun, man. October 1st. Uh, I'm trying to find out the. Yeah, make sure you be there. Start Stop time. by and say hi to us. And let us know what you think of the show. Yeah, nine eight seven Stewart Road, Monroe, Michigan, at the Michigan Total Sports of Monroe. Five days, fifteen hours, thirty five minutes, and fifty three seconds from now, we are going to be there. Are you going to be there, Jess? I don't know. I'm. I think you should. You're a, you're a you're a viable member of our team. People are going to be like, I really want to meet that hot chick that's on your show. <laughs> you know, like I listen to it just for her. Like, there's these two baboons that talk, but like <laughs> Jess is the heart and soul of that show. Oh, what a guy, Jimmy. You know, well, that's just what I hear all the time. Well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm going to overshadow you right now because Bill Murray bartended at his son's bar. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Uh, and I get, I want, I'm willing to bet because I listened to Bill Burr's podcast as well that they were on the same plane because Bill Burr was going to New York and that's where Bill Murray was also headed, uh, because his son's bar is in Brooklyn. And on Bill Burr, uh, Bill Burr's podcast, he was like, Oh yeah, Bill Murray was on my flight, blah, 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 blah. And then you heard about this like two days right. later. So 
That's pretty sweet. That is awesome. He came and bartended. I mean, I would totally get, I would order a fuzzy navel if it came from Bill Murray. I'm I just would saying. order everything. I would order anything and everything. You ever had a dirty pussy shot? No. Oh my God. What is that? Okay, so what it is. What's in it? You ready? It sounds disgusting. It is. It's is it tequila. Like fish oil? <laughs> it's tequila and, okay. <laughs> and cottage cheese. Oh. Basically, uh. there's no shot glass. There's a small no. plate, and there is cottage Gross. cheese formed into the shape of a vagina <laughs> with a shot of, what? yeah, dude, with a shot of tequila poured in, and Why? you have to drink the tequila and then eat the cottage cheese. Why would you do that? Well, I don't know, but uh, I was, well, I did it, and I was, uh, Why would you want, why? I got a story. So I okay, was drunk, good. I was I super wasted, and I was getting all, like, I was wasted, wasted, and I was like... Getting all real cocky, and I'm like, I could drink any shot that you got behind the bar. That's what you fucking get, Jimmy. Yeah, and the guy's like, Oh yeah, he's like, he's like, any shot, huh? And I'm like, and I'm like, and I guarantee you, I won't puke. I'm like, I never Mm -hmm. puke. I was like, Catfish Cooley, I never puke. And uh, America, (laughs) America. So like, they get me this 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 thing, and he hands it to me. He's like, Here you go, bud. And I'm like, Oh. All right. Uh-huh. So I'm like, what do I do? He's like, drink the shot and eat the cheese. And I'm like, okay. Oh. So I'm like, <sighs> I get the shot and then oh. I scuff the cheese in my mouth. And like, oh. by the time that the cottage cheese hit the back of my throat, it yeah. took every last inch of power I had in me to not puke. You didn't puke? I did not puke. Sir, but I But I almost you. did because the chunks, it almost like oh. activates it. It's the same oh. consistency as you puking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, whoo. <laughs> but I got that shit down, dude. I made it happen. I made it happen. I'm proud of you because I totally would have hurled all over that bar for sure. We are just jumping all over the place. Well, I mean, on this episode, we were like, so, this is what happens when you work like 80, 86 hours. Yeah, wow. 86 hours this week. Dude, I was doing 14s. I don't get, I don't That's get home impressive. till like six in the morning sometimes. Jesus and then Christ. I go to bed and get up and go right back. So I'm like, I had time from this morning. I had right. to go see Magnificent Seven and then get here and get everything ready for right. the show. So we had like no time to get anything organized. It's Whatever. just, we're fl- Hey, we did this what? Last yeah. week, you and I? You know what? And sometimes we it talked just about works porn out. and sex. How's your recruiting going? Speaking of porn. Oh, you know what? I haven't really tried recruiting anybody lately because I'm more focused on the um, laboratory. Yeah. Which I get my cards for this week. Whoop, yeah. Whoop. So if anybody out there has anybody that works at a pain clinic or whatever, please send them my way. Um, I doubt you will after I say this, but anyways. <laughs> so yeah, for the whole like cam webcam thing, yeah. like I haven't really found anybody. You can't just walk up to random people and be like, hey, do you well, want to dildo yourself in front of a camera and make money from home? You've got a platform. So I got to go. Right here. And oh, our yeah? li- if, if, if they listen to this show... They probably either watch or would do webcam. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much just uh, Facebook message me What's your and Facebook? I'll get you set up. Uh, Jessica Sarah. Jessica and Sarah. Jimmy obviously will be a mutual friend, which yes. if you listen to the show, you've probably added him on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Ninja Star Pod and post on the page. How do I get into porn? Right. And we can help you. But it's not really, really, really porn. It's like home porn. It's, it's homemade it's porn. Webcam so. porn. It's it's a completely different genre. So what are what are yeah. the what are the what are the what are the bonuses? Because like I've talked to one person about it and they were right. like, Oh, but what if people, you know, in my hometown can see me or what you know, how, how you can, do you how does that you work? Can you block can you block that? Yeah, you should you be able can, to block certain areas. You, can, you block I, I I don't know why I know so much about this, but I know, I don't know but more I'm intrigued I to know why. I would wait, do wait, it, dude. <laughs> You can 
block where you're at. So the best thing right. to do is to block your state you're in and the state's touching your state. Right. That way it guarantees you probably won't no one will randomly stumble across you. Right. You know, friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're on the East Coast, block East Coast, and you go, you're, you know, you want the West Coast people to watch you. I wish I would have, because like I've had sexual encounters that I wish were filmed that I could like go back and revisit. Like one in particular, I like, I banged this chick in the ass one time while during the final act of Predator. Well, like when, like, <laughs> like when he like lit the torch, and he's all. Rrr! I feel like that's probably a go-to movie. <laughs> hey, babe, you in the mood? Well, we were. Let me we go were... throw Predator real quick. <laughs> no, like, we, were, we were watching Predator, and then like she was just like, you know, we just started going at it, and then she just got dirty with it, and I was like. All right. All right, and then that came on at that time. I'm like, this is amazing, you know. Cause I, I remember when he's like, oh, holding the torch up. I was like, fucking, oh, you know. Joined in unison, man. Like, I wish that was on tape because, like, that would be like you. You would win awards for that one. You know what I mean? At least in yeah. our in our genre. Yeah, be like, genre. You geekiest sure. anal scene goes to Jimmy McKnight at the AVN Awards. <laughs> <laughs> For banging Durham Predator. Yes. So, I mean, can can guys do this? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, girls, you know, I guess old chicks probably watch dudes or whatever, I'm, and they're like, dude, hey, I, I'm play talking with your dick. A, a, apply to the probably to the gay legit. Community. Yeah, no, there is. Yeah, the gay community would. Well, like, dig the me. website that <laughs> <laughs> they would. So the website, they'd be like, "Ooh, he's got a pretty mouth." Uh, See? The website that I signed up through to be like an agent, they deal with a lot of different websites that do webcaming. So it's not just like, you know, there's one that's like a dom site. There's one that's like, there's a ton of them that it's like, oh, okay, let me see you stick this in your pussy. Blah blah blah. So prettymouth.com is available. Oh no shit! No fucking shit. Know what Jimmy's career changes? Yeah, I'm going to GoDaddy right now. I'm going to buy that shit. Prettymouth.com. That's funny to me that that's still available. Hell yeah! There's all those like whatever. Start our own porn site. I mean, I'm down. That would be cool. Hell yeah! I you know I like I tried looking into this before and like you can host other. Porn yeah. stuff that's on like like XNXX, uh, yeah. xnxx.com has links where you right. can like post their videos on your right. shit. So it's like if you made a porn site and then got big or whatever, you can start getting some monetization with advertising and so on and so forth. Yeah. If not, just have your own basic jackoff website. Yeah. You this know, place like works with or hundreds dildo yourself of websites, website. I mean, we so. don't judge, you know, whatever. Or no. do both. I mean, no. you know. I mean, who are we to judge? There's millions of people out there that watch it every single day. So you I know, watch it every day. Hey, if you're a stripper or whatever, <laughs> check, you check might as well page. work from home My and not Facebook have to deal page? with idiots. No, the, 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 the Starship page. Come close, okay. Clarice. Yeah, get, get, get up to the mic, Will. <laughs> okay. Check the Starship page. All, all right, I'm there. checking the Starship page <laughs> right now. Uh, what do we got? Jason Clark. <laughs> Jason Clark wants to know how do I get into porn? <laughs> you found your first person. Inbox well, me. We're gonna. Uh, we'll Facebook get. We'll get you the me. info. We'll get you the info, Jay. No problem. No problem. Um, but yeah, dude. Like, I mean, would you? Will would you ever do porn? Uh, I don't know. Five thousand dollars. Probably not. I think I would. Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. To jack off in front of a webcam for an hour and no. get creative with it. I think I would direct porn though. Like that to me is what I'd be like, 
Right, I'll direct the porn. I like, direct I saw porn. face down and ass like, up. You're like, you're like the right. porn director with the <laughs> megaphone going, smack her ass. Smack her ass. <laughs> More of a smile, please. More of a smile. <laughs> now call him daddy. <laughs> All right, we take a break, and then like you keep taking breaks, and the guy's like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Fluffer One. We need your assistance. Yeah. Yeah. Fluffer One, report to the stage. Fluffer One. I'll just be like, faster, faster, slow down. Faster, slow down. Faster, slow, slow, too fast. <laughs> if you st- you're going to finish before we're out of film. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think, I, dude, I would do porn. I totally would. We talked about this You before, should. Why but not? But I totally would. Like, even webcam porn. Like, I would get, like, Weird and creative right. with it. Like I'd be like, open forum, whatever you want. Just type when in you're shit. 60, you could look back and be like, people paid to see me naked and do people freaky shit. Paid to see me naked. So, yes. I mean, you you know, okay. Because when you're 60, nobody's going to see your saggy ass balls and anywhere. Like, oh, well, what, you, what about when you're old? Be like, when I'm old, I'm going to be old. Right. That's what happens when you're, you're old. Need, like fucking Viagra and stuff. So, you know, get in while you can. Get in while you can. Like, yes, I would, I would, I would totally do porn. Do it. Yeah. I like, Should what I about like weird, like, yes, I do. Okay, cool. Like, I'll get like some weird, like, Kuragumi so, porn. Soon, guys. I'll get in like a fucking purple <laughs> fox outfit and start jacking off. <laughs> you know, or like, I could like make like mechanical fucking dildos that squirted shit. You know what I'm saying? People just are for into fun. like everything. That's what so I'm saying. Like, that. <gasps> like Chris and I were I could make, around. I could make thousands of dollars just off of feet. I have gorgeous feet. I've got a Patrick Swayze <laughs> fucking tattoo on my foot. I could just be like, oh yeah, I just trimmed my toenails today. <laughs> Look at that. Why well, you have a Patrick That's like Swayze a legit tattoo? Fetish. Because I have a Patrick Swayze tattoo on my foot because I was, uh, you remember the Family Guy episode where he's like, Roadhouse. And yeah. you're like, and they're like, all Roadhouse did is teach people that they could fix every problem in life by kicking. Well, <laughs> I was really into Muay Thai at the time. Right on. And I thought it was going to be super fun. <laughs> so I got this tattoo and it was like, right as I started it, immediately uh, I regretted that decision because it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> the top of your foot, dude, hurts so bad. And, but I got it. I got a, I got Dalton from Roadhouse on the top of my foot. So when it, it's like this good beach conversation. I've never seen you wear sandals. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do wear sandals in the summertime, but not here. I, I'll show you. It's all good. I'm not bashful. I'll show you my foot. Yeah. Well. That movie rules, dude, by the way. Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah one awesome. of the best ways happened, movies of all time. Like two years ago, it was announced that they were going to do a, a remake with Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I hope they don't. And then she lost that yeah. fight. And all of a sudden, and no the movie one mentioned it again. Good. <laughs> if that's what happened, Good. They need to stop taking things that are perfection and, and trying to redo them, them. Yes. Like, okay, Conan Moondock the Barbarian. Never should have been made. No, no. Ever. That wasn't funny. That I wasn't good. I refuse to watch it. Uh, what, uh, okay. Scenes too. Yeah. What, what movies that they've destroyed? Uh, Total Recall. Yeah. Oh, the Arnold yeah. Mo- Just in Arnold movies alone, you've ruined them. Total Recall. 100% destroyed. Like every Terminator Conan after the Barbarian. The second, I think. Uh, I'd say after Terminator 3, because if you're an Arnold yeah. fan and you like that shit, like even yeah. as cheesy as it was, number three two. was still good. No, two is my favorite movie. Yeah. Two like, of all I, time. I, I really like the newest one, Terminator Genesis. So, I, I okay. I did like it. I like seeing Arnold again. That was nice to that see. That was great to see Arnold again. was awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, did you wait? Did you go to the movie and see uh, uh, what was the movie where he was like the sheriff? Yeah, the one with John, of uh, Johnny Knoxville. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, I saw 
So the only I went movie, to the theater and I was the only one in there. The only one I haven't <laughs> seen yet that he's come out recently is that Maggie one. Yes, I, I heard seen. that's really. No, wait, good. I did see that and I heard it was and it was fucking really, yeah, really, I heard he's really, really good. good. And it's actually him acting. Yes, they so. said it's like it's like Schwarzenegger's breakthrough performance, yeah. dude. And from what like I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but what I did watch, I was like, God damn, like this yeah, fucking. Great. I think it's on Hulu now or so. Hulu or HBO has it now, so I'm watching it. Probably soon. some of the worst acting that Arnold's ever done, though. Um, is in uh, collateral damage when the he goes into that like newsroom or whatever, yeah, and he's like just starts smashing shit and he says the same thing over and over. He's like, You want to talk about the collateral fucking damage? I've got your collateral damage, I've got your collateral damage right here, I've got you, you know, and that's like all he says over and over, and he's like smashing shit, collateral damage. <laughs> um, what are like, what would be some of the like. You, all right, what what is your favorite Arnold movie of all time? Terminator Two. Terminator Two, yeah, hands down, mine too. But all right, what about yeah. you? Yeah? yeah, second favorite Arnold movie. Terminator One. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the first. It's one. such a toss up between Commando and Predator. Oh yeah, Predator. actually no, because See, of I that experience, I, I just said mine, Predator's my number two. Mine's Twins. <laughs> I'm going to reverse mine. They got the paper and the trash. I love <laughs> twins, man. I love that, like, the concept of twins. Yeah. They're they're making another one. Yeah. And, and Eddie Murphy's going to be the third. Yes, yeah. The third I'm, one. I'm pumped. Like, I am I, too. How do you think they're going to they're gonna uh, incorporate that? Because, like, you remember in the, um, uh, the first one when they showed the picture of the doctor... And the they they show they they didn't show the kids but they showed the doctors and shit and there was nothing ever mentioned about the third so I'm wondering how they're gonna tie that in like how do you I think it's how do you tie one, it in when it was never referenced I think it's gonna be one of those movies where they they back reference it and it's not, it's gonna make kind of sense but not really sense you know yeah just oh, some oh, added stuff we made you two. or or they say that they froze an embryo you know what I mean like oh we made you two, but then we froze. You know, there's a third that got frozen. But he was fucking right. See, Will, you need to get into fucking writing comics because, like, (laughs) I would have never have thought of, like, and it's, like, the most basic thing when you think about it. Like, oh, uh, fucking, like, frozen embryo and shit. Like, I'm there. I'm like, who are you going to go back into that? There wasn't a black guy in the picture. (laughs) Like, it doesn't add up. And then you're all like, no, they could do it like this. See? I mean, they were made That's why you're on this show, man. That's why. Yes. They were made a lot. It could be anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, uh... I, I haven't heard him anything new except for the uh, King Conan. Like, he's going to come That's back and do King Conan. Too. Yeah, dude, and he's looking jacked. Mm-hmm. He's in his 60s, and he's, like, more jacked than you or I or anybody else we know. Like, he's like Joel Coleman jacked. Yeah. You know, XICW drop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of XICW, uh, what, Proving Grounds? Is yep, it Proving Grounds tonight? Yep, Proving Grounds started tonight at the Ritz. Yes, at the Ritz. It starts started- at what? Uh, half uh, about an hour ago. I think, Started an hour ago. I think so doors we're, were I think it. doors were five thirty. Oh shit! So should we get over there? Yeah, are you guys going? Yeah, we should. We should get over there. All right, we're gonna cut this show short because we're gonna go watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do we have anything else? Anything else at all? I think that was it. Besides, prettymouth.com is for sale. Yeah, for like five more minutes. And if you want to go ahead and be a webcam girl, just send me an inbox, Jessica Sarah, and I will. And she's Send also open to webcam guys. Yes, yes webcam it. guys as well. Email ninjastarpod.com. Show, give us your sizes and a picture, and we will uh, we will connect you to the right people to be in the webcam porn business. Don't forget to come see us at Monroe Comic Con. Bring your web shots. 
We will do with on the site auditions. We will do on the site auditions. Absolutely. Jimmy will wear sandals for you. I wear sandals, show off my Dalton tattoo. Uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Remember, Monroe Comic Con next week, uh, Saturday. We are going to be there October 1st, 20 by 20 booth with Activate Gaming. Uh, we, it, come there, play some video games, come see us, come talk to us. It's going to be awesome. Also, SourcePoint Press is going to be there. You can finally get a hold of all the sweet comics that we're talking about and, and the publishers that we're talking about. Also, uh, you guys have heard the ads, uh, that we've been playing on here, but if you go to sourcepointpress.storeenvy.com, October 1st is when the pre-orders end. So, go to, uh, sourcepointpress.storeenvy.com. Order Holliston Friendship is Tragic. You can get the $4.99 tier or the $9.99 tier. The $9.99 tier comes with original artwork, artwork, front, artwork. Hartwick. Like <laughs> <laughs> it comes with original artwork from the comic drawn by artist Steve Sherrar. Uh, also, if you add, if you, uh, use Ninja Star Pod as the code, you are going to receive 20% off. Plus, you're going to get the first ever Ninja Starship print drawn by Steve Sherrar, where it's yours truly, Jimmy McKnight, being devoured by zombie Power Rangers. If you listen to the show, you're a Power Ranger fan. Do what we're telling you. You're going to love this horror comic. It's amazing. Sourcepointpress.storeenvy.com. Use the offer code NinjaStarPod. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, that's a show. This is a previously recorded episode.